I'm R.J. Bell with the sports betting headlines for Friday. Seattle wins. Seattle covers the big Thursday night game. The effect? Seattle is now a minus money favorite to win the NFC West. You bet 105 and you win 100. So Vegas is saying it's about 50-50. Seattle with a 50% chance to win the West. Taysom Hill, Saints. What a surprise. The betting market opened up initially with the Drew Brees assumption favored by seven, the Saints. It's gone down and down and down. It's gone down even a little more with the Taysom Hill announcement starting quarterback. It's down to three and a half and lower in some spots. Finally, talking about line moves. We got two big NFL games in which the favorite flipped. Green Bay started the favorite. Action on the Colts, they're now the favorite. And Houston started the favorite. Action on the Patriots, they're now favored. Here comes a four-hour of the Vegas truth telling you all that and more. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. This is Straight Out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I doubt the future. I doubt the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it, I'm R.J. Live on a Friday. We call it the culmination of all the work, all the blood, sweat, and tears. Mostly tears from Steve Fazek. He joins sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans to know more than their buddies. We're on 225 stations, coast to coast. Steve Fezzik, how you feeling? I am good, RJ. Excited about week 11. How'd you do? I, refresh my memory. How was you? You got to do seven picks today. Is that correct? That is correct. 27, yeah. 34, and 2 year to date. It's moving day. Uh, what moving into the basement and then is there is there a lower floor than the basement? <laughs> so last week you were what oh for seven, one and six. You know what's amazing, Jonas? We got the Joe, the Joe in Los Angeles, Jonas Knox. You know what's amazing, Jonas? Fez has the same confidence every week. Doesn't matter if he wins. Doesn't matter if he loses. Well, actually, if he wins, he's almost unbearable. But if he loses, he still has that confidence. Have you as a gambler learned anything from that? No, because <laughs> I, I, when I lose, I lose all confidence as well. It's not just the money. It's a package deal. The confidence goes, the money goes, and I just start to second-guess myself every time I make a pick, and then I get emotional about it, and I start to want to get revenge, which is a, a terrible approach. But I'd rather be Revenge fed, against whom? Whoever screwed me out of the bet. Oh, so it's it, it's the players. You, you get mad at the players. Yes, it's their fault. It's and not my okay. bad handicap. It's their fault. You okay with the bookie, though? No, screw him too. Yeah, because yeah, I thought you might have had a little Stockholm syndrome. No, <laughs> right? Like, like you know, he's the guy that gives you the pain, but he's the only guy that understands the pain right. he gives you. No, it's not that. It's, uh, <laughs> I just, I just get too emotional because I'm not any good at it. That's really uh, what it is. All right, so, so maybe what you're saying is, if you're, if you're good, you got to be confident no matter what. 
And I guess we'll find out if Fezzik's good at the end of the year. Is he above 500? Now, remember, we should say the caveat, and we'll get right to the top story. He's forced to pick seven games. No human being is ever going to pick seven NFL sides that's a professional, that knows what he's doing. That's the gist of it. Forcing him with his ego to wrestle with the fact that he can't even pick half the games. Nobody can. But he's going to try. Now, he could get lucky and win. But I think he's negative EV no matter what. And remember, it's not just picking seven games. He's got to pick against one line at one time. And Fez, I think you now agree you're an underdog in this, even without the the negative uh, record so far. Absolutely, especially after last week where I got hooked on not one, but uh, two games for L's, yes. So once you bet me on a proposition, what do you think the over-under is before you realize that you're an underdog? How much time does it usually take? Well, it should take about five seconds, but usually I need to see some actual data on the game. So typically when the game has started, I realize, uh uh-oh. I tell you, Jonas, maybe he's not as confident as he seems. <laughs> he's shaking. All right, baby, let's do it. All right, and RJ, uh, on a day in which we are going to take a look at every single game in the NFL this upcoming weekend, including a massive one on Sunday night in the backyard of Straight Out of Vegas, what is the Vegas lead here on this Friday? Well, we take care of Thursday first. I think it's a pleasure because it was an important game. And then before the end of the first segment, Fez is going to have his best bet. He's number one pick leading off the show. Yeah, Thursday night football is where we will begin. The Seattle Seahawks get a big divisional win last night. 28-21 was the final over the Arizona Cardinals. Now, I pride this show that we try to pick up where the other shows leave off, and we don't try to do what's obvious. So let me give, an, in my opinion, an obvious overview, and let's see if anyone disagrees. Uh, Seattle needed to win the game. They won the game. As we said, they're now a slight minus money favor. It was a very important win. Russell Wilson did not play well. He played, maybe you could say average. I don't even think you can say that. Uh, Statistically, QBR being the driver. Uh, Arizona shows some promise, but they're just not there yet to compete at this level. That's mine. Fez, what do you think? I think Seattle did a real nice job keeping Kyler Murray from beating them on the ground. So, one, they kept the ball away from him. Seattle had 35 minutes time of possession. And Seattle ran the ball more than half the time. So, fewer possessions for Arizona. And when Arizona had it, it was clear Seattle was like, nope, you're not going to beat us with your legs. You're going to have to throw the ball. So, Kyler Murray, who's been really good running the ball, especially the last four games, only five rushes, 15 yards. And even on the final drive, RJ, Arizona and Kyler Murray had to do it through the air, and they weren't able to get it done. Strong insight. Steve Fezzik, we're straight out of Vegas. We had said that over the first five games of the year, there was only one game, the first game, that Kyler Murray had double-digit rushing attempts. In the last four games prior to last night, in all four of them, double-digit rushing attempts. So the trend line was strong, run, run, run. And as we said, entering the game, Kyler Murray had 10 touchdowns this season running. Lamar Jackson, 10 touchdowns this season and last season. Think about that a second. You're saying from what you saw scheme-wise, Seattle was really saying you're not going to do that. And you could say Kyler Murray didn't respond at least sufficiently with his arm. 
Correct. And he still had his chances, mind you. But well, here was a team. chances are not a redeeming thing. Exactly, and and let's let's face it. When we watching, we're watching Arizona against all their opponents this past month, and Kyler Murray's been running and not even getting hit and getting down the field. And Seattle said, "Nope, that is not how you're going to beat us today." That was their point of emphasis. See, Jonas, you learn with Fez. <laughs> if you actually ask him just to affirm something, he'll repeat himself because he's thinking, "RJ didn't get mad at me for what I said. I should just say that again." <laughs> Jonas, what did you think? Uh, I came away thinking that neither one of these teams is a legit contender in the NFC. Ooh. Yeah. I, so I, I Seattle, no, nothing. So what is it simply the defense isn't good enough? It's not so much the defense. I, I just I haven't been totally impressed with Russell Wilson the past month. Um, and I don't know if it's because he's been asked to do too much or they've been having, you know, a little bit of a, a mix and match at, at, at running back. And they had to rely on Carlos Hyde, who, who played, you know, pretty well last night um, you know, for the first time in a little bit. But I just came away looking at that team thinking, I, I think Tampa Bay's better. I think New Orleans is better. I think Green Bay's better. I just don't think that Seattle's a legit contender. And I think Arizona is promising, but I don't think that Kyler Murray is in this quote-unquote real MVP discussion because it's year two and we've seen the previous two guys do it. Okay, I think that's very well thought out. The only mm, pushback I'd give you is if you said what's the chances that Russell Wilson will be a top three quarterback come playoff time, meaning top three in the entire NFL, you'd have to say there's a decent chance of that, right? Yeah, no, he absolutely. So if they're if they're if Seattle has the inside track for the playoffs, which they do, as the inside track to win the division, is the only question is if they do win the division, how well is Russell Wilson playing at that point? Because I think the case can be made the defense is improving a little bit. If it even improves a little bit more and Russell Wilson goes back to the way he was a majority of this year, isn't that team viable? Yeah, I would think that that team is viable. I just haven't seen it consistently enough to to be Mm. able to buy stock in it. Wouldn't you say he was hyper consistent until there was that first Arizona game? Yeah, no, and that's what I'm saying. The last four games, it feels like he's not played as well, and I just I wasn't totally impressed with him last night. I didn't think he had a great game. I, I statistically, he didn't turn the ball over, and that's good because he's had an issue with that. I just I look at Seattle, and I've got serious doubts based on where I was at about the first month of the season. Yeah, and I think to me, it's fair to say conditionally, if Russell Wilson plays like this, not a Super Bowl contender. If he plays like he did earlier in the year, the defense does seem to be better. Thus. It seems like they are. I would agree with that 100%. Speaking of who had a good game, pregame.com and the straight out of Vegas, boys. I mean, it was almost like we wrote a script for this thing. (laughs) I mean, let's think about it. We gave the stat, that the trend, which is exclusive to us. It's. I mean, we discovered it. We copyrighted it. Well, not really, but is on Thursday night, if you travel more than 850 miles, that road team is below 40%. If you travel less than 850 miles, you're 50-50. There is no big Thursday road disadvantage. Arizona traveled a ton, or 1,000 miles, I think it was, but it was certainly over 850, and they lost against the spread. So, again, that, that trend, especially, Jonas, if you can take a trend that the marketplace or general media is saying, but it's just wrong, or at least it's not winning – 
to be able to put that last ca- uh, qualifier on it and take it from, eh, you know, to 60 plus percent winners historically, which you can't expect that necessarily moving forward. But even half that's awesome. You know, 55 percent, half the distance from 50 to 60. I think that's a hell of a thing. So one, you know, kudos to everyone that did it. I, I guess myself and McKenzie and <laughs> research did a good job with that. And number two, and this was one I just happened upon. And Jonas, I think you know where I'm going. QBR. So Russell Wilson, a guy who has had a good year all in all, if you went back five years prior to this game and you looked at when Seattle hosted Arizona, that in those five years, that's one of 16 games every year because they're in division, is for three of those five years, it was the worst QBR that Russell Wilson had out of all 16 games. That's shocking. The fourth year, the it was the next to worst. So the 15th out of 16th. And then one year it was average. This year now, year number six, the game they just played, it was the second worst of the year. So now who knows what's going to happen the rest of the year, but, but only last week was worse than Russell Wilson was QBR-wise last night. Again, an insightful trend. Fez, how did he do regarding, like if you would have went against Russell Wilson on the props, how would you have done on pass yards, you would have won easily. He was below 200. We played rush yards over RJ, and he gutted well, out a win for us. <laughs> Russell Wilson rushed the ball 10 times, so got to 42 yards, so we got there on the over 31 and a half. You know, even if it wins, Fez, don't say we. <laughs> Just, I mean, I don't want to make it like, I don't want my lawyer to have to like deliver a season assist. I do not, because what we're going to do is this, because you kind of said that one thing twice. We're a little over. So we're going to take our first break, (laughs) and then right when we come back, no shenanigans, we're getting straight to Fez's best bet. And after that, the most popular segment of the week, we go through every game, and I give you one thing on each game that you can't watch the game or bet the game without knowing and feel good about it. You will not feel good if you don't know these things. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm RJ Bell. We are Straight Out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will get an early best bet from Steve Fezzik. Yes, and then after that, he's still got to pick six additional games. Jonas, if he goes like one and six again... Do you think that like he starts having <laughs> psychological issues? Well, here's the thing. He started off poorly, but then he won a couple of weeks in a row. He was really good. And I'm just wondering, is there any possibility that he could finish above 500? Because wasn't there that is, a bet? There is. But it's a, it, I think they call this in business immaterial possibility. It's it's above zero, but it's not even big <laughs> enough to even consider. Immaterial. Didn't, didn't he have a bet with Matty Holt? About well, no, Matty Holt cross bet. He, you know, Matty Holt's back probably Tuesday next week, early for Thanksgiving week. Is he actually cross bet me? Uh, I think a thousand or five hundred. I can't remember, but it was Fez. He he bet with Fez. So Matty Holt, who booked billions of dollars, literally as a bookie. Now he's in an integrity usintegrity.com. Fez, who is the only two-time Super Contest champion, and they both thought they had a winning edge against me and like a week or two later they thought it was almost it was almost impossible 
like how sharp, I don't want to say I'm sharp. Let's just say the situation that I was the only one that influenced was very sharp. (laughs) (laughs) All right. This is (laughs) the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Not just because of that. Audience has more than doubled. We appreciate the support so much. We're going to keep going, even if Fez doesn't give you winners. And again, Fez is awesome when he picks one or two games, not seven. That's the lesson, kids. You can listen on podcasts you search for straight out of Vegas. Right here on the Strip in Vegas, 70 degrees, the neon is pumping. So, RJ, before we get into previewing every single game in the NFL, we must get the early best bet from none other than Steve Fezzik. Go, Steve. Best bet, Tennessee Titans plus six, all about a matchup edge with the Titans' rush offense. We saw Derrick Henry and company run all over Baltimore in the playoffs last year, getting almost 200 yards, Derrick Henry did. And now look at that Baltimore line. Injuries, Calais Campbell out, Brandon Williams doubtful. And if New England had the success they had against that Baltimore line running the ball on Sunday night, Tennessee should be able to run all over Baltimore. I am on the Tennessee Titans plus the six. Okay, when you say six, do you mean five? Uh, line steamed up to six here, RJ. Okay, so six yester- is the number. So what you're saying is yesterday it went from six to five, and now it's gone from five to six. That's right. So that's pretty rare, that kind of steam. When you say a cross-directional, not on game day like that, before the weekend is rare? Very rare. Typically, once some, something starts to leak, it keeps moving in the same direction. Leak is in the line, moves in that direction. And so what you're saying is the late money is against you here. Yes, and it's possible. So not only, excuse Mm -hmm. me, not only (laughs) are you having a horrendous record so far, you now have the biggest professionals in the world going against you. Today they are, yes. Yeah, don't don't be shook by that. (laughs) Don't be shook. All right, I do say this, Jonas. I agree with him here, at least conceptually, and here's why. Tennessee has proven that their game plan works against even the Ravens when they're playing at their best, in theory, because they were hot going in that playoff game. And from what I understand from the X's and O's guys, the Patriots kind of replicated that game plan with one exception and one little variance, and they had a great day. So it feels like that Harbaugh hasn't figured out yet how to stop what Tennessee was doing, and if he did then the Belichick variation still works, and Tennessee certainly is going to be able to look at that and adjust accordingly. I think the fact that New England just played and repeated Tennessee's success means unless the Ravens can come up and stop Belichick's little twist on things, well, Vrabel's just got to copy it. That, to me, is very important. All right, so RJ, let's get it started. A preview of every single game in the NFL this weekend, and we're going to get it started in Cleveland, where the Eagles are at the Browns, and right now on pregame.com, Cleveland is a three-point favorite. And here's what we're going to do. Fez has his green button that makes the cash register sound. When I'm done, Fez is going to have a chance to chime in, and what's going to be interesting is it will always seem kind of rude. He'll be like coming in with the cash register, so I just think it's going to influence people over the over the you know months and years of just hearing Fez always being so garish with. But anyway, that's just a little psychological thing Fez might want to think about. <laughs> but to me, Philadelphia is certainly a team to play this week, and one of my five favorite picks. And you know why? Because everyone. Fez included, played him last week. 
I didn't like them last week. In fact, Fez and I bet that game. I had the other side. So the wannabe Sharps and Fez were all in Philly. And I was, you know, kind of alone with the Giants. But I knew I was right, and I was right. And you know why? Because when the first week of injury return, the teams don't do as well as you might think. Because everyone overreacts to it. And the, t- the players might be a week early physically, some are. And others just aren't integrated. Then what happens is they lose that first game. And everyone says, I'm sick of them. No more Philly for me. And it's just when the returning players are starting to play well. That's this week. Fez, what do you think? I agree with your analysis Ah. on Philly. I'm on Philly again. And I'm fading Cleveland. Cleveland, I could make the case, had the greatest spot last week. Got a team from the south from a dome playing in 35-mile-an-hour wind conditions. And you had Cleveland, right? And I had Cleveland. And and you still couldn't cover Cleveland's overrated. I'm on Philly. So you agree with me that you were foolish to have Philly last week? Yes. All right, Jonas, we got him at least seeing his mistakes in hindsight. (laughs) RJ, no Drew Brees for the New Orleans Saints, but they are still a three and a half point favorite hosting the Falcons. So we talked about in the headlines, the line move. I think it's fair to say that Brees is starting to look very valuable. New to arm. As I say lovingly, because I think Breeze is one of the top seven or eight quarterbacks still, a lot of people didn't, is initially the market only moved a little bit, and then it moved more, and now Taysom Hill comes in, and Fez, you think it's at least another point down. The market says only a quarter, but all in all, this baby's gone from seven down to all, you know, three and a half or lower. So to quote Mark Twain, the reports of his demise, Drew Brees, exaggerated. And I will say one last thing quickly about the Falcons. If you look at the last month and you take out garbage time, efficiency-wise, the Falcons are the sixth best team in the NFL. So to me, people look at their record and say, ah, oh, but obviously going back a month isn't arbitrary with the Falcons because that's when Raheem Morris took over. So with the new coach... In that month, the Falcons are the sixth best team in the NFL, Jonas. RJ, the Lions are at the Panthers right now on pregame.com. Carolina, a three-point favorite. Okay, so Carolina is one of only two teams that has yet to have a bye. Fez, and let's give him credit, he's been front and center over the years talking about these late buys are bad for these teams because they get fatigued. Everyone else has had rest. Carolina is one of the two teams that hasn't gotten that bye. Fez, who's the other team? Uh, Tampa Bay. Okay. Oh, Monday night. So that's going to be my best bet, by the way. I got something on Monday. So Bridgewater is questionable. The two possible or the two likely replacements, one or the other, is Greer or P.J. Walker, Texas Ranger. I, I don't think he uses that officially, but <laughs> I I believe both these players are really big downgrades. And with Greer, they tried to play him last year, and it was almost like they couldn't get through the game. So if it is Walker, here's a guy literally that wasn't even on the roster last year, if I'm not mistaken. Fez, what do you have the downgrade from Bridgewater to Walker? Five points. So think about that. Bridgewater is, what, a a, a slightly below average starter, Fez? 18, 19? I've got got him right in the middle, number 16. And even from there... P.J. Walker, Texas Ranger, is almost is more than the average downgrade for a for for a um, starting quarterback. So it just shows you Walker is a below average backup for sure. Do you have this game, Fez? No, passing. 
Oh, mistake. All right, Jones. RJ, the Patriots and the Texans will be a part of Colin Cowherd's pick number six. That'll be coming up here later on on Straight Out of Vegas. We now move to Jacksonville, where the Jaguars are hosting the Steelers. Pittsburgh, a 10-point favorite on pregame.com. So back to the concept we like to pick up where others leave off, even other shows trying to do gambling, is if you look at the Steelers, there's a well hmm, discussed trend, Mike Tomlin as a road favorite, not good. And Mike Tomlin as a bigger road favorite, even worse. But you know what? I'm a Steelers fan. For the first time I can remember, Tomlin is playing the old... Belichick card about talking how great a terrible team is and I've never heard him do that and to me the Steelers got more six more love from blowing out Cincinnati than they did from beating Baltimore or they did from beating Tennessee Jonas I mean you you follow the media as well as anyone would you wouldn't you agree with that yeah, no, and it feels like uh, like uh, you've got Mike Tomlin who's trying to calm everybody. He realizes they're going to get everybody's best shot. They're undefeated, and so he has taken a little bit different approach than he has in years past. He's not tripping anybody off on a kickoff return. Let's just put it that way. So to me, I'll, I'll ignore that shot. To me, <laughs> what I'm going to say is it, no one could predict this. No rational person could agree with me that's a professional batter. But I actually like the Steelers here laying double digits, even bucking a trend that is really daunting. Faz, you got this guy? Coincidentally, I am on your Steelers, RJ. (laughs) It's all about fading what you mentioned, Jacksonville. Terrible team. Jacksonville somehow only lost by four against Green Bay. Fluky, long punt return. That's obvious. 16-yard drive for their other touchdown. Are you really really making the case that somehow Jacksonville is not a good team? Okay, case conceded, Faz. But, (laughs) But you know something? You know how when you watch like a documentary about is this guy guilty or not, Jonas, and then at a certain point there's something that's so qu- – like no way could that be a coincidence? Yes. That in your mind it shifts. You go, he is guilty. <laughs> that just happened to Steve Fezzik. The whole nation just said, holy cabola, he is copying RJ. Guilty. All right, let's do it. The Indianapolis Colts are one-point favorites on pregame.com hosting the Green Bay Packers. Now, if I was having – Two best bets. Green Bay would be my second best bet. And on various radio hits I've done this week, Green Bay's been my best bet. Here's my rationale. It's real simple. One, the line move opened up Green Bay two and a half. Road favor. What's happened since? Green Bay played that Fugazi-type close game. It was deceiving, as Fez said so poignantly. Jacksonville's really not good. Don't be deceived. And the market kind of reacted to that a little bit. And then the coach looked great against Tennessee on Thursday. And thus the line from last week when it was a look ahead a week early till now eventually shifted about five points. And then now it's kind of receded back a little bit. To me, one, I like being on the other side of that kind of move, especially against a team with the worst, and this is the Colts now, strength of schedule in the league. But there's one more thing I think here. Aaron Rodgers is the only true arm talent that the Colts have played. The two best quarterbacks have been Tannehill and Cousins. Both are decent or better, serviceable or better, but neither have massive arms. And the Colts, X and O's wise, are only guarding like 70% of the field and they're daring a team to make those tough throws. 
where Aaron Rodgers can make that throw. I think Green Bay does great. If I was getting even more sophisticated, I would like Green Bay's team total over. That's what I think is the best spot in this game. Green Bay scoring a lot of points. And I'm on Green Bay as oh well. You mentioned, <laughs> you mentioned strength of schedule, RJ. You know, Green Bay's strength of schedule is looking better and better. Those two games against the Vikings, hey, the Vikings are good. Games against Atlanta, that win at New Orleans. A lot of their opponents that they played are better than we thought they were. Honest question, Fez. Did you just say, I'm going to copy every pick of his because if I'm really got my back against it, that's the only way I can have a, best, a chance? And you'd say, I don't listen to you. Is, that, is, that, is that true, though? You're admitting it? I'm just going with my best seven. <laughs> you know, Jones, I got to take a. I think let's do this. Let's let the nation listen to that and then percolate on what Fez just admitted. Let's do it. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. He's the voice of Vegas, RJ Bell. Quick question, Jonas, is if the rest of the year incriminated Fezzik to a certain degree, how much more percentage-wise has he incriminated himself regarding just really just emulating my picks? It's a little bit uh, obvious at this point, which means yeah. you probably should have spaced it out. I mean, you're bit. such a professional with words. I mean, you didn't use the bit. <laughs> you just said, you know, it's um. Obvious. All right, let's keep going. Let's maybe it will stop. Maybe it will stop. And for that, we go to Washington, where Washington is hosting the Cincinnati Bengals. And on pregame.com, RJ, Washington a one-point favorite. The last 16 games, the Bengals have been on the road. So that's a full season of road games. The Bengals have won straight up zero. Zero, 15 and one. They pushed again or tied against Philly. So what do you think their ATS against the spread record is? Typically, it'd be, I don't know, Fez, what would you guess? Typical road team, the line average was about eight. Maybe cover four. Four of 16. Since he is 11, four and one against the spread. <laughs> On the road, zero straight up wins, 11 against the spread wins. That is a shocker. So, you, I mean, to me, you kind of got to like the Bengals here. Faz, what you got? I'm on the Bengals. I think Washington is overrated. Washington's won the yardage the last four games. But look at who they played. The Giants twice. Dallas, Detroit. Really weak strength of schedule, especially lately. For the Redskins, I like the Bengals. The Titans and Ravens were Steve Fezzik's best bet earlier in the show. You can check that out on the podcast after the show at FoxSportsRadio.com. And from there, we go to Minnesota, where the Vikings are hosting the Dallas Cowboys, RJ. Minnesota, a 7.5-point favorite on Pregame.com. We talked about how the last month was really telling about Atlanta and that efficiency-wise, they were the sixth-best team. The very best team in the NFL, the very best team, the Minnesota Vikings over the last four weeks. And this is a team that even during that four-week period was really banged up in the secondary, and they're healthier now. So I don't know, Fez, what you have in the power rankings. I could give a number here soon, and you just would say that. But let me before I gave my number, where do you have Minnesota right now? Minnesota, number 11 team. I think they might even be better in that. And so, Joe, to me, I know everyone thinks, oh, Minnesota's playing better. I mean, this could be a top, like, seventh, eighth best team, in my opinion. And it's going to be interesting to see if they can come back from that slow start. And I'm on the Vikings. 
No They're way. on the winning streak despite a lot of things going wrong. Look at the Detroit game. They didn't get one. They got two punts blocked against the Bears. They gave up a kickoff return for a touchdown. So this team is winning despite getting bad All breaks. right, here's what I'm going to do, Jonas. I'm going to get McKenzie on mic the next segment. Let's take our final break. And McKenzie was there when Fez was finalizing these picks. We're going to ask, we're going to finish the last couple games. We're going to have Colin Cowherd's world premiere of pick number six. And then McKenzie goes under the bright lights and see if anything incriminating was said. That's coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. And this is the pregame show you've always wanted. And it is the conclusion to a scandalous edition of Pick Palooza here next on Fox Sports Radio. Right out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. So, R.J., we are finishing up our preview of every game in the NFL this weekend. And we now go to the backyard of straight out of Vegas to Las Vegas, where the Raiders are hosting the Chiefs on Sunday night football. Kansas City is seven and a half point favorite. Yeah. uh, Three games left real quick. And then Colin Cowherd's world premiere. Okay. Andy Reid off a bye. You hear the trend. A lot of people has got it wrong. A lot of people don't even have the ATS. Here's the facts. Regular season, off a bye, in his career, Andy Reid, 19 winners straight up, four losers. That's 82.6%. Amazing. Against the spread, 15 winners, eight losers. Still, even with the great equalizer, the spread, 65%. Andy Reid, that means something. Jonas. The Broncos are hosting the Miami Dolphins. Miami, a three and a half point favorite. Denver gets a lot of love from the wise guys. But if you dig deeper, and some of them are missing this, and you take out garbage time. So you can define that a lot of different ways. The way I do it is, does any team have a 90 plus percent chance to win? If so, those play, it's a different game at that point. If you remove that, Denver gets significantly worse. You could make the case that the stats in the last month makes Denver the 31st best team. Literally only the Jets are worse if you remove garbage time. So whatever you think Denver is, the garbage time makes them look better, and they're probably not that good. Last one on pregame.com, the Chargers hosting the Jets. L.A., a a 9.5-point favorite. I really like the Jets here, and a great trend is – if you have a winless team off a bye after the midpoint of the season, actually after week seven, it does outstandingly well. And you know what else? It wins the game straight up even shockingly more than you might think. Like if you think, okay, the ATS is really good. No, no. Winning the game is shocking. I actually like the Jets, but I also like Jets on the money line. And you know what? If the Chargers are playing a close game, I kind of like being on the other side, getting like four to one. And I like the Jets as well. Not only winless team late in the year off of a bye after week seven, 18, five and one against the spread. But I've got all three of my wide receivers healthy finally for the Jets like the Jets. All right. Prosecution rest. Let's listen now. Colin Cowherd's pick number six. Let's go. go. No. No. Hey, that's great football now. It's Collins. Bonus pick only for RJ Bell. Pick number six. 
Okay, here's the bonus pick, and um, I tend to, I had a, a sharp years, must have been 20 years ago, tell me something. He loved betting the NFL and college basketball's March Madness. That was all he bet. And he said, because I get a true effort. In most sports, baseball, you don't know if guys went out and drank the night before, NBA, hockey. He goes, but in the NFL and in college basketball's March Madness, I get a true effort. And I know what I'm getting. And so for me, I I always think about I like consistency in effort. I like consistency in performance. So I would have taken New England minus two and a half at Houston. But the reason I didn't, because the Patriots are number three in rushing. They have forced a turnover or more in every game. And Houston's just a chaotic mess game to game. But so New England, New England is this year too. And I just don't know what I get week to week with Cam, who's always himself been a little inconsistent. So my gut feeling was I would have taken New England, but I like consistency and neither one franchise Houston isn't and one quarterback and team this year New England isn't. So if I took New England, what would the wise guys say? Agreement with a caveat. So the agreement is you're right. This Houston team is getting a ton of respect and they haven't done anything to deserve it. Their and defense I to- is like last in four or five categories I care about. And most importantly, they're last against the run, DVOA. And the Patriots not only have run the ball the most of any team this year, 33 and a half attempts per game, but in the last three games, Buffalo, Jets, and Baltimore, they've run the ball 38 times a game. They've committed... Maybe it's what you're saying, Colin, about Cam and his inconsistency. Maybe we make him more consistent. He's handing the ball off. He's running the ball. He'll throw sometimes, but not much. So you got the worst defense against the run against the team that runs the most. Also, I think the Texans, you got to wonder what the motivation is. We talked about Atlanta earlier. Atlanta's got motivation. They don't, this is a division opponent. They like more. It's their new coach. So they want to win for him. What is the Texans motivation here? Right. We can say every NFL team has motivation every game. We know that's not true, though. In general, I agree with the old wise guy from years ago that in the NFL, you have more steady motivation than the other sports. But we know some teams are flat some games. So the thing that causes me the final thing, the caveat is if you had bet this game a week ago. Yeah. The line was Patriots plus two and a half. So now cause the Patriots look so good on Sunday night. It's flipped five points effectively, right? If you go from two and a half to pick them to two and a half. And my thought is the stuff we saw Sunday night isn't necessarily repeatable for the Patriots because it was so weather driven. So we're paying a premium, but I think the matchup is so good. I still like the Patriots with you. Colin Cowherd, thank you. And I tell you, that's a good little segment we do there. And I like the back and forth. And that's every Friday on Straight Out of Vegas 6 Eastern. Okay, we got a minute here, Jonas, or so. <laughs> Mackenzie, employee, say yes, hello, sir. please. Yes, sir. Quick question. You got about 30 seconds. Is Was there anything incriminating that Fezzik said when he was preparing his picks? Well, I said to Fez, you know, Steelers, Jets, Packers, these kind of sound like RJ plays. He said, you know what? I'm seven games under 500. Desperate times call for desperate measures. <laughs> Holy camoly, Jonas. I mean, that's like that's like OJ getting caught with the gun. With the, oh, I mean, man. I mean, is there any doubt left, Jonas? I don't know. Does he have a white Bronco in the parking lot? I mean, I, mean, I, I tell you this. <laughs> he'd have an excuse if he did. 
<laughs> what a week. What a great week. Fazzy even. It was a great week, guys. Uh, and if you missed any of today's show, including multiple best bets and a look at every single game in the NFL this weekend, you can check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. We are straight out of Vegas back on Monday for a full recap and a preview of Monday Night Football in Tampa Bay between the Bucks and the Rams. That's 6 p.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. And as always, on the iHeartRadio app. Straight out of Vegas! 